Happy Roosters. Victor Radley, and he sends it back for Keary, he's going to kick over the top, and Manu is unmarked, and the ball bounces perfectly! Electric footy from the Roosters! Well, Roosters fans, welcome to Roosters Radio this week, live from the Nick Pilatus Centre of Excellence Studios. Well, no Silky this week, and in with us is Patty, the producer. Also, Bells, well, she's in town. Thank God for that. Roosters fans, not the night we wanted last Friday night as coach versus coach. That's right, Robertson versus Fitzgibbon. Old friends, now foes. No talkies on Friday nightsies, and it wasn't the result we wanted. Half time, we go in against the Cronulla Sharks. Well, we're up. We're looking good, and we're coming home with a wet sail. Well, it wasn't meant to be. Bells and Pat, not the result we wanted, not the way we want to finish. I know our boys aren't happy with it, but still a great effort from our team. Patty, firstly, welcome back to the microphone. And uh, how did you see it? Well, good day, Bush. Good day, Bells. Good to be back. Um, a solid first half performance, I thought. And then it was just really to that last 10 minutes where we kind of slipped away. Obviously, uh, I'm sure we'll touch on it, but three Symbians probably didn't help throughout the night. But, I mean, it's always a tough, uh, tough ask to go to Shark Park, as Joey spoke about last week. It's always tough. The crowd's pretty rowdy. I wouldn't be too disappointed. I mean, we were in it for most of the game, and you've you got to remember that Sharks are a premiership contending side. So, it's still early, and I wasn't wasn't too fussed about it, and I saw some positive signs. Mm. Bells, what did you think? <laughs> yeah, it was disappointed, actually. <laughs> I mean, it was... Um, you, you are know, a mad rooster. <laughs> I am a mad rooster. Which bells are we talking about here? The one that gets <laughs> look, dressed look, look. as there a rooster? Was, um, as a rooster, you know, I love the boys. I love the club. I bleed red, white and blue. But um, it was a disappointing effort, I thought, on Friday night. Um, you know, there has been a lot of talk about the yield discipline during the week and whatnot. We did get hammered in the penalty situation. And there was also talk about whether the crowd had anything to do with that. It was a sellout crowd there and they right on the field. The atmosphere would have mm. been awesome. Um, silly errors, silly errors and just not getting – our kicks weren't good. We were always starting in the back end of our own half and by the time we were getting down there, we were kicking midfield bombs that were just not um, executed well and obviously the scoreline shows it for me. But um, there were definitely some good signs there, as Paddy just mentioned, and loving Natty Butcher, top the tackle count again. Yeah, he, the Butcher Brothers. Just, you know, yeah, both of them. Egan getting his first try for the Roosters. I oh, loved it. Uh, that was fantastic Saves to see him run. over the stripe. I thought Brandon Smith also played really well. I thought when he actually um, had a bit of a spell, we lost a lot of momentum then in the game. So um, it was good to see him come back onto the park. But, you know, it's never good after a loss, but lots to look forward to this week. Yeah, at one stage I thought Brendan Smith was going off to have a chicken burger, but I realised he got 10 in the bin. It was, it was me that was having the chicken <laughs> burger. Was it, it was a, a bit delirious. It was a bit delirious. You Steggles know, a hope, Bush. Steggles a hope. Absolutely, Steggles chicken. And we know what we get there, Paddy. Yeah, well, Bell, it's very interesting point you raise on the discipline. It's been a hot topic on social media channels, uh, you know, on our own Roosters website. Paddy, what did you think? How did you see the discipline? Well, it's obviously not great. We had a penalty count of 14 to 4, which is – I mean, the thing was our, our completion rate was really good. We completed at 88%, which generally speaking, you're going to win games that you complete up. But if you're giving away those type of penalties, it's just not realistic. And I think 
compared to other years, you look at 13, 18 and 19 when we won the comp, we were statistically one of the most penalised teams. I think Robbo just backed our defence. But now you can see them being a lot more strict in regards to send-offs and things like that. And that's where it gets pretty... Man- I mean, if we're playing half an hour with a man less, you got no hope really, do you? No. And as I mentioned before, the thing is with all the penalties, we're always on the back foot. So we're just rolling, they're rolling, they're coming into our own line and then it's hard to get out of that. Our forwards are buggered by then, our backs are hitting the ball up from our own line and then they get into a position where they're exhausted and it's just, it's a continuous cycle and that's what I thought on Friday night was happening. Yeah, look, you know, we we certainly, as Roosters fans, we're right behind our boys but I think the other thing that I want to bring up, I, I observed and I'm just a fan, I'm not an expert, is a lack of concentration. I think when Nico Hines went through... Paddy, you talk about the Bondi wall in 18 and 19, and, and you're so right. The defence wouldn't have tolerated that in 18 and 19. You wouldn't have seen – he's a great player, Nico Hines, and he ran something like 60 or 70 metres you know, downfield. I know it was off a quick tap, but we're usually back and ready. But I do take the point, 30 minutes of our field time was with 12 men. And yeah. in the modern game, you can't sustain that. You know, There's just no way you know, between an overlap or you know, additional players on the field – and the work rate, everyone's got to lift that little bit and it's very, very hard to sustain for that many minutes off. I think a positive out of it is both our tries did come off the back of two penalties that we did get and so it does show that we do have the flair, you know, that, that they were set, they were ready, the plays worked and we scored a try. So, you know, moving forward, that's something to look forward to. Um, we've just got to, yeah, get that field position right. I think you're right. And Paddy, you raised a really good point earlier on and I want you to expand on it. It's early on. We're in round eight, uh, you know, and I know that people are going to say, well, that's one third of the season. They're correct, but, you know, we're still tweaking combinations. We're still getting players getting used to each other, um, you know, and we've had some results that could have gone our way that haven't. Um, and I thought we put a pretty good effort against the Sharks. I just think that second half really, it just didn't seem like us. And also we were playing the King of Cronulla. Now he's been crowned. So he had a firing game, Nico Hines. So he was, good. He, was um, he showed a lot of flair on the weekend and that was hard to defend. Yeah, and I think traditionally we're pretty slow starters to the year, the Roosters. And you've got to remember we've got a new number nine. He's part of our spine who mm-hmm. is an amazing player. I think he played his best game on the weekend. And he's just continually working on combinations each week. But if you look back year to year, we're always traditionally slow starters. We saw when Cronk and Teddy first came to the club, there was what a waste of money. They're not going to do anything. And we all saw what happened for the next two years. So I'm not too stressed, to be completely honest with you. I think Robbo, every time we speak to a new player, he plays a very different style of footy. So I think it takes some time to getting used to. And once we see it click, I mean, you look at our roster, we're going to be very hard to beat. Yeah, well, you know, reserve grade on the weekend, we had the likes of, uh, you know, Crichton, Napa, Satili, Tupanua, Corey Allen all coming back, um, albeit they did get beat, but all reports are game time and fitness-wise, the boys got through really well, which is important. Yeah. Um, result didn't go our way, but look, I think there's so much to look forward to, and you're right, our roster is something that all other clubs envy. In Robbo we trust. All right, well, that's enough of our honest critique and fan opinions from the lounge and the armchair. Yeah, I'm the best off the lounge. I love <laughs> it. Aren't we good from the stands? Oh, so good with a meat pie and a beer in but, hand. But listen, we want to give the fans some reality. I think everyone saw that. And we want to make sure that we're not sanitised here. We want to just say, hey, listen, we know we can do better, and we will. Definitely, 100%. And I think one man who knows that is our guest tonight. We've got a very special guest on Roosters Radio, Bush. Oh, Paddy, one of our favourites. He's one of mine. Uh, you know, I, I hover. I know Bells loves Lindsay Collins with a passion. Um, we love all of our players, but, mate, two of mine is uh, you know Victor Radley and Natty Butcher and of course we got Victor on tonight to talk about the game uh, you know talk about the week coming up against Dragons and just to have a few insights into what he does off the field which is what Bells does so well extracts the man behind the footballer I'm really excited to talk to you about Anzac Day 
for me, it's probably the biggest day on the calendar apart from grand final day. And I'm just really excited to see what it's like from a fan perspective sitting out there. I'm not sure if they still do the old helicopter coming in and everything like that. But what it's like as a player coming out of the, the sheds and the last post and whatnot. Absolutely can't wait. Well, you're on Roosters Radio. We'll be back right after this with the one and only Victor Radley. Well, Roosters fans, with us today at the Politis Centre of Excellence Studios is our 100-game ferocious defensive leader, an absolute fan favourite. Well, he's certainly one of mine, Bells. He's a two-time NRL Premiership winner. Fans have started. They see his eyes roll in his head like the poker machine in our beloved Leagues Club, and they wouldn't have it any other way. In the spirit of the great Roosters hard men that have gone before him, well, what a fitting week. Beatson, Salvatore, Morley, Hargraves, well, it's Radley. How fitting on our nation's greatest day, Anzac Day, and playing in the 13, a young Roosters player, a young man, any coach or mother would be happy to go to war with. (laughs) Well, fans, all rise as Her Majesty's loyal servant, the English future captain, takes time out of his hobby, wrestling wild animals and catching fish (laughs) to feed his brony board riders. Please rise for the great Victor Radley. (laughs) What an entrance. The greatest entrance I've ever heard. Nick, I worked on that for a week. I worked on that for a week and only stumbled once. So, Paddy, you'll cut that out and make me sound good. (laughs) (laughs) Mate, firstly, welcome to Roosters Radio for season 2023. Thanks for your continued support, mate. You're a big part of the team here. Uh, Thanks for having me again, guys. Anytime. Just got to say 102 games now, Bush. 102 NRL games. Well done. And and counting. and, and, And I reckon, Victor a future captain of our club. I know there's some uh, psychology to go behind that, but, mate, the way you lead, <laughs> the way you lead, mate, the fans go out there with you. And I, and I love that, you know, I can tell the mark of a player when other fans say, geez, I love your 13, or, geez, I love the way Radley plays. And we go, get your eyes off him, and we love that you're a, a diehard hero. <laughs> just on that, I just wanted to actually chat about your 100th game against um, Parramatta. How was that? We got the win up, but apparently all your mates were there. How was How was the night? Yeah, it was good. Um, it was meant to be against South on round three, but I missed round two for a, a concussion kind of protocol. But um, it was still good to play at home. And I was stoked um, that it was at home and played my first game on Allianz and then 100th on the on the new stadium. And, yeah, my brothers did the um, – well, my little one anyway did the same as my first game and ran on the field and ended up getting resold off it. So just same, exact same as the first pretty much. <laughs> It's it's going to become like a it's going to be a thing now. Every every time I've got a milestone, look out for him. Yeah, and you know the other thing, Vic, that we're noticing, like lots of Radleys are getting resold off the field at different times. Oh, they are, mate. That's what we're built to. That's what we're built yeah. for. To get pummeled. It's a great occasion for for your family to, and and you know for the people of the essence of it, Bells and I and Patty, you know who, you know, see a young local like yourself grow up. So you know we we love going out there watching it. And another milestone, your dad's sixtieth birthday. Uh, you know, this week or yesterday, um, you know, that's a nice celebration for him to, you know, to have you on the field and playing an Anzac Day this week. Yeah, he's, he's not even going to be there, to be honest. He's he's took off yesterday with all his mates on a fishing trip up to Queensland. So he's, oh, um, he wasn't yeah. too fast. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, he, he deserves it. So he's um he's no doubt got a belly full of, of beer in him right now and he's enjoying himself. Yeah, absolutely. Well, mate, we talked about this with you last time we talked last year. You know, you're impending on the World Cup. Um, you made a decision. It was a long, lengthy, uh, well-thought-out one, you know, with lots of advice from Freddie and Robbo that you wanted to pledge your allegiance 
to Her Majesty's uh, services in the in English Rugby League, which has been a great decision. How was that experience playing in the World Cup? Because we spoke to you just as you made the decision. Now you've played. What do you think? Yeah, I loved it. It was probably the, other than maybe um, some of the grand finals, that was the highlight of my career so far for sure. Um, I think just spend like so much time. Well, I was there probably eight weeks in total just in England um, with, with kind of the team and all English family and friends. Um, they're, they're hilarious, the, the Pommies. I, I love exactly what they're about. They love having good banter, having a good laugh. Um, and it's um, it was so much fun. I, I, the footy was great, but the times off the field were even better. And then disappointing end for us, but um, hopefully I get another chance to wear an England jersey again. And hopefully um, this time we'll probably get the get the cookies at the end of it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to have too many troubles getting that English jersey. And I wouldn't be surprised if they put a C next to your name. Vic, what did you most learn about yourself? Like, you know, you talk about where you come from. Did it give you a sense of family and, and the great, Radley men that have gone before you and your dad's mates. Like, what did you learn about Victor Radley? Yeah, for sure. I remember when I come back um, and I kind of made a joke to Robert. I said, I understand why I am the way I am after going back home and um, speaking to even when we went to um, where my dad's from in the Hoyland Common was um, went up to the Workingmen's Club where granddad sat every single afternoon. And I seen um, a lot of his, uh, the mates or even the chick behind the bar. She's like, oh, you're Derek's grandson. And um, they they kind of had stories of him, and it was made it was so it was so sick. Some of the stories they still say that the local football team, um, Derek used to go to every game, no matter what away games, home games, all the way up until when he died. And they still say today they after every win they cheers to Derek just because, um, just because he was that type of bloke. So I think um, just hearing stories like that, just yeah, I went up when I was there. I was so happy that I decided to play for England and end up hanging my first jersey just above where apparently he sat every single afternoon, so it was good. Oh, wow. Vic, is it fair to say that when you play, we feel like this as fans, you seem to take the whole eastern suburbs on the field, but starting with the most important people, yourself, your family and your loved ones, and I think you just articulated that then. Is that what drives Victor Radley when he plays football? Yeah, definitely. I remember we went into um, Bronte after the South game. We had the weekend off and the board riders put on like a – a lunch and a little surf comp for us. And um, it's definitely what I think about when I go onto the field. You know, I'm trying to G myself up and wind myself up to, to play as hard as I can. And I think about my brothers. And then and secondly, it's, it's everyone in Bronte and, and friends and family kind of from that area who I know love the Roosters so much. So it's definitely the biggest driving factor for me of, of my why or why I want to put my head somewhere where other people wouldn't. It's kind of... <laughs> I think about that, and it makes me want to. Yeah, it makes me want to headbutt. How'd you go in the surf comp, Vic? Oh, I was I was the best out of the players, but our actual team didn't win. It was kind of one, one grommet, one of us, uh, just a senior, and then just the um, A grade group. So it was um, kind of like a tag team event. And I know, all I know is Lindsay and um, Nat were in it. Both of them, you're allowed to catch two waves each. Both of them didn't catch a wave and used about thirty minutes of their team's time. <laughs> I kind of went out and just got two little quick waves. They were no good, but I got two quick waves and let my team do the rest of the work. But Nat and, Nat and Lindsay came out almost in tears, just buggered, been paddling around for 20 minutes and got pummeled. It was a bit of swell too that day, so it was a good laugh. <laughs> now, while, while we're chatting about Lindsay, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago and um, 
were having a yarn about what he was doing off the field and obviously he's studying at the moment but um he mentioned that he's doing some has been doing some construction with you um and then you've been bossing him around a little bit is that is that right or what what's the story uh, it's a bit, construction's a bit far-fetched he's <laughs> he comes around just to help with the roof a little bit because he needs the pass a uh, <laughs> bit of his roofing for his builders um carpentry course so he comes around kind of just stands there and passes bits of timber and then gets photos of him at, like, like he looks like he's doing it. So he kind of stands around for eight hours, so you can call it construction if you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. Now, Victor, what's this um, merchandise I'm hearing about? Victor the Inflictor, have you got something in the pipeline there? What's going on there? <laughs> yeah, um, one of my good mates um, kind of threw the idea at me when I was in his office. Um, he works with um, one of my other mates, Rogan. Um, I was in his office kind of just doing some mortgage stuff and he said one of his clients wanted to kind of uh, do like a T-shirt top brand thing with me. And I kind of said, yeah. And then all of a sudden a week later, he, he came up with a full website and everything. And then um, we kind of kicked it off and um, it's pretty good. I think some of the fans like it. They've got a cartoon photo of me bleeding from that from that game last year when I was bleeding. Yeah, it's it's been good. I kind of haven't worn the sh- shirts around myself, but I've seen some of the fans and some of the kids that wear them at the games, and it's pretty cool to see when I see them wearing it. That's awesome. What's the website, mate? The website's victortheinflictor.com, I'm pretty sure. There you go. I'm pretty sure that's that's the... Awesome. Turning our attention to season 23, you know, we've um, you know we've had a slow start at the Roosters. How would you rate uh, so far from a player's perspective where we're at? Um, mate... Um, obviously, round one was really disappointing. That that wasn't good enough on the upper half. But um, the kind of the last two weeks, I think um, we've we've had so much effort. Um, everyone's working as hard as they can. Um, it was kind of just disappointing against uh, the Sharks. We were in it. We had it there to win, and kind of just almost didn't execute a couple of those last moments. Even Lindsay was millimeters from scoring. So, uh, mate, we're really close. We're working as hard as ever. And there's a good energy around the team at the moment. We had three days off and we come back in and um, got Satili, Gus back. Lodgy's getting back as fit as he, as he was last year. So there's a good energy about us. And um, I know it's not ideal when we're not winning, but I'm sure um, our hard work's going to show in the next few weeks. Definitely. Um, obviously, we didn't get that win against the Sharks. And as you said a moment ago, you know, with the fans um, coming off the back of a loss, we were a little bit, Apparently in the social media, it's been going around how ill-disciplined we are, but um, I don't agree with that. But it was a 14-4 penalty count on the weekend, so that wasn't fantastic for us. What's your opinion on that? Like, Can you comment on that? How do you, how do you turn that around and deal with the criticism? Um, I guess if you finish with a penalty count of 14-4, these questions come up. I don't think we're um, intentionally being ill-disciplined. We're working hard on it. Obviously, um, Nat on the weekend... Um, he's the most disciplined bloke I've ever met in my life. So for him to get turned to him was, um, yeah, obviously it won't happen again, I wouldn't say. So I don't think we're, um, as a whole, we were disciplined. We, we weren't the best on the weekend, but we're getting, we're going to get better at it and our, our time and our luck is going to come. So I know that we're all working hard to it, but sometimes these things happen and we're still in the game there to win it. And I dare say if we won that game on the weekend, no one's talking about our discipline. Everyone's talking about how good we played. So. Winning, winning solves everything, and that's what we're going to go do. Yeah, it certainly does. Hey, Vic, just on you personally, you know, I, I got uh, one of the great hard men from I, I knock around with. He's a builder of bricklay. His name's uh, Jared Ryan. I've given him a shout out. 
he's a Parramatta fan, and he says to me, mate, i got to tell you, he said, I think your man Victor's got a target on his head. You know, he's a victim of, his, victim of his reputation and getting 10 in the bin. Um, you know, do, do you feel that that's possibly, you know, you've because, you you know, your style of play, you probably get looked at with more scrutiny than uh, others? Um, I don't think I would call it a target. I definitely have, um, I would say, a, a light shine on it, uh, maybe a bit more than, than, say, someone who's never been done before, but, to be honest, I wouldn't. I wouldn't call it targeted. I think that's just natural in life. Once you get done doing one thing, everyone kind of looks looks for you to do it again. And um, I think that's just a natural reaction from any any human that probably sees me running around. Once you see me do it once, or you see anyone do it once, you kind of look for it again. But I wouldn't say I've got a target on my head. I would say I would say the game's under as much scrutiny as it ever has been. So um, I'm pretty sure it's it. it in fairness, it has been pretty fair. Like, I don't feel like I've been um, targeted anyway. Yeah, and I've got a, I've got a fan here, Sheree uh, Kapata, said, have you had to adjust your style of play um, to accommodate, you know, that scrutiny? Um, I don't think to accommodate that scrutiny, but, yeah, I have had to adjust my style of play. But to be honest, the main reason that is just coming with age and my role in the team is a lot different than it was, you know, three, four years ago. I could afford to be that kind of wild, kind of young kid. But now I want to try and play 80 minutes every week and be on the field every minute. I don't think playing that style is the greatest thing for the team. So I definitely have had to change my style and what I'm doing. But um, it's not solely off the back of, of scrutiny or a target on my head. It's mostly on what our team needs. And our team needs um, need to be on the field as long as I can. And I, I want to be on the field as long as I can. So that's the main reason I'm behind that, really. Yeah, love that. Now, a moment ago you spoke about winning and we've got a massive game on Tuesday, Anzac Day against the Dragons. Um, such a um such a historic game as well. Wearing the Bondi blue again. Uh can you give us a little bit of history about that jersey that you're running out on Tuesday? Yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite jerseys. Anzac Day is probably my favorite game by the grand final when we make it. Um but yeah, that jersey is obviously the um, wartime jersey. When uh, back in the war, um, when there was, uh, they, were, they used to ration the dye. So they'd have dye, and then for, for the Roosters players at the time and the East East Club, they they didn't have enough dye to dye the jerseys as the traditional red, white, and blue. So for that time during that war, they had that light blue jersey because that was all the dye they could get. So that was the that was where that wartime jersey come from. So. Um, it's pretty cool. I think the fans have loved it. I think I'm stoked that it's um, this jersey's stuck because I love seeing on Anzac Day, everyone's kind of in their light blue jerseys. Um, it means something. Wearing light blue training gear this, um, this week, and there's a lot of meaning behind that jersey. And, yeah, it's definitely one of my favourite jerseys. Hey, Vic, can I share something with you from a fan's perspective? Yeah, yeah. My grandfather is in the in that team in 1945. He won the grand final, and uh, he was wearing number 13, and we love that. When you oh, run out of when you run on it, when you run out on Anzac Day, my mother says to me, "I don't know if your grandfather played like Victor Radley." She said because I never actually. I'm sure he would have. Sure he would have if they won that year. I'll, I'll yeah. think about that when I play, man. That's pretty cool. Oh, mate, it, it's amazing for us family, and I'll give you a bit more rooster synergy. Bells, who's a Bronny girl, her father was coached by my grandfather, the great Ronnie Sluggos, now the great Bronny boat rower, and and beer and beer sculler. So, mate, you uh. do carry <laughs> you you do carry um. It, maybe it's a Bronny thing as well as a Radley thing. You do carry the hearts and minds of all of us Roosters fans. And 
when you boys run out in that jersey, you know, Anzac Day is our greatest day. We're so behind you, mate. We just love it. It gives me gives me tingles to see that, you know, a guy like you is representing our our area, you know? Legend, yeah. I love it, mate. It's my favourite game. I love this area. I love you guys. Sake that I signed again here for another five years. So hopefully many more of these uh these podcasts. Yeah, well mate, you'll be signed for another fifty five if we have our way. Um, <laughs> Thanks, mate, up against the Dragons, Bell's already mentioned it. What do we have to do to win? Mate, I think what we did last week was was perfect. It was um, um, play the long game, kick long, uh, run hard, uh, tackle hard. Make sure we um take it to St George. They're going to come with nine speed and they're an aggressive team. So um, take it to them. Don't look away from that fight. And then once we're in that fight, um, let's hope that the boys execute. I can see Joey Money having a blinder. So that's he'll probably get us the win in the end. And Angus and Satili's is back. That's that's huge for us, isn't it? What's the feeling, right? Yeah, it's good. We've got um, Gus and Dills back, so it's um, massive for the team. Uh, even at training with Sweet End, he's been all the time. We had the weekend off, so come back in on, on Monday or what? when do we come back in? Tuesday, maybe. And the energy has just been pumping through the place. So um, it's really good to have these boys back and even Lodgy's looking as fit as he was last year. So we're on. Good. Good stuff. Good to hear. <laughs> well, mate, uh, we want to thank you so much for, for spending time. You're always available. You know, you are special to us for obvious reasons you know you represent our area and who we're from every one of us wanted to be victor radley the good news is you're him and we don't need another one we love the one we got so we want to wish you the best on the greatest day for our nation and our greatest club um you know representing our favorite team so mate go out there and do what you do best and know that everyone everyone is behind you and we love having you on roosters radio thanks again vic cheers thanks so much guys Well, Bells, uh, Paddy, I just want to say one thing about that young man. I mean, how good is it to have a guy like that at our club? Every club wants one, and it's so fitting, as I said in my intro, that you go to war with him. He's just a, a lovable character. He's a leader of our club at 25. You know, he's the next hard man in the steps of Beetson, Salvatore, Morley and Hargraves because, you know what, we need that. We need that bit of stiffness up front, and I just love the way he plays, and I hope he doesn't change his game. He's a legend. Local junior. He'll be a one-club man. and Could be a captain. Yes. Oh, why not? Uh, great captain material. <laughs> Definitely. No, he loves the club. He actually does bleed red, white and blue, and it's so awesome to be able to chat with him. He's a passion player. You can see his passion for the game. He's passion for his family. Um, it's just wonderful to see. Well, guys, turning our attention to Tuesday, 4.05 at Allianz Stadium, the first Anzac clash at the new stadium. I'm so excited, Bush. How do you oh, see it? What a day. Paddy, you mentioned, uh, you know, the helicopters potentially coming in. I, I'm not sure if they are going to come in. We don't know. But I tell you, wouldn't it be good if they delivered the game ball? Because that is part of the fabric of the Anzac Day we love, you know, all those mm. beautiful little moments. You know, it's our greatest day in our nation's history. It's the greatest day in our country's calendar. And to go out and have a game of football, it means so much to just the Australians, you know, for the great sacrifice a lot of our roosters made, our grandfathers made. And, you know, it's it, for me, it's uh, our most honoured and treasured day, regardless of religion or race or wherever you're mm. from. And we should all get behind, you know, our team on the Tuesday and, and honour 
you know, the great people that have gone before us and then smash the dragons. <laughs> I agree. If you haven't got your tickets, get out there because it's a feeling that you can't describe. The whole stadium's silent. You know, you feel like you're about to take the ball up for the first hit. <laughs> it's, it's just um, it's an awesome atmosphere out there. So it'll be interesting to see how the boys bounce back after the loss. Um, but it's a completely different stage Anzac Day it's it's like a finals footy you know it's um it doesn't matter where St George are on the ladder it doesn't matter where we are on the ladder they will come together they will butt heads and it will be an awesome game I can't wait and I think that's in honour bells of of the great sacrifices that made the two players just get up like a grand final Paddy new stadium you mentioned what are you most excited about I'm gonna have to say most excited about Angus and Satili coming back into the team bush uh obviously two Great players and massive two ins. massive ins. Two players who really wear the Roosters jersey with pride and they're just going to bring so much back into our side. Yeah, the stand and the level they play at, they're both representative players. To Tilly on that edge, you just see how we've, we've kind of missed that. You've said it before yeah. and, and, and that's exactly what's happened. He'll so. score a try. Well, big yep, prediction. get on it. Big prediction. <laughs> what are we paying, Bells? What are we got him at? I don't know how to look, get on it. <laughs> yeah, well, there you go, Roosters fans. There's a little insight for uh, your Unibet account. Make sure you get on there. Uh, for, live from Bells. Bells, the uh, the punter's pal. All right, now, what's your prediction? Yeah, look, you know, you just said something that threw me out, Bells. You're right. The Dragons are coming to play. You know, irrespective mm. of where they are on the line, this is a different game. It's almost like a club of origin, if you will, um, right across the board. So I'm going to say uh, in a tight one, Roosters 20, Dragons 16. Ooh, Paddy, what do you think? I like that, Bush. I'm going something similar of Roosters 24, Dragons 18. Ooh, nice. Oh, nice. Bells, come I on. I was going 26-18, so that'll be interesting, Alrighty. Pat. All right, 26-18. few points there. We need to score a few. <laughs> we're, we're not going so well on the four and against, so yeah, bring well, on the points on Tuesday. Well, let's hope so. Let's get out there to support our mighty red, white and bloosters out at Allianz Stadium Tuesday afternoon, 4.05pm on our nation's greatest day. Well, that's all we've got time for this week on Roosters Radio. We'd like to firstly thank all of our service men and women across the country and, of course, the Anzacs who made those sacrifices all those years ago so we can enjoy games like this. Also, a big special thanks to the one and only Victor the Inflictor. You've been listening to Roosters Radio. Peace to win. Let's